everybody and welcome to a sportsmanship promoting screwball drinking it's peanut butter whiskey guys you got to get on this uh happy machinery celebrating oh yeah uh behind the scenes of mark calloway exploring episode of the brothers discussion we're gonna talk everything man from the money of the bank fallout uh dive into another edition of the wednesday night wars and who knows? Maybe even more. Who knows what kind of time we're going to have. we got a potential baby wake up. we got Mike going to work. All sorts of great <laughs> stuff. Matt, how the heck are you? Yeah, we gotta we got to stop telling people that we have podcasts so that we can do this during the day. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I I, I thought we watched uh, one of the best Money in the Bank matches ever. Um, and I, I have no qualms about saying that. Uh, my eyeballs feeling better. I've been putting goo in it. I gotta put goo in it for the foreseeable future. Doctor actually said three months of goo. Three um, months of goo. Three months of goo into my eyeball. Wow. Uh, yeah, everything's uh, looking pretty good for our two favorites, Dozovich and McIntyre, because there's no way McIntyre's losing to Baron Corbin. So <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let me uh, remind everybody to head on over to bodpodcast.com and brotherstodiscussion.com to check out all the uh, awesome content. Like, one of these days, blogs are going back up there. I think of ideas all the time. I swear I do. And they just don't they don't manifest themselves. It's I'm hoping life, life gets in the way. I know. Yeah, I want life to find a way. That's my problem. I, I need the Dr. Ian Malcolm effect on my life. Um I got that name if you, right. If you want a good effect on your life, they're not a sponsor of the show, but God damn it, I would do it for free. Screwball peanut butter whiskey is is like, <laughs> you know, we have those great ball trimmers. It's like the the ball trimmers of whiskey. It's so good. Yeah, I I want to try. I don't know if we're allowed to say that sponsor on this show. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. We can do a favor. Yeah, this, is to... liquid, this is liquid Manscaped right yeah. here. Oh, if you, it is tremendous. If you've always wanted to try Manscaped, but you need a discount code, uh, use THPN, and that gets you 20% off and free shipping. Uh, but yeah, go to podcast.com and brothersodiscussion.com. Right at the top of the bar, if you are actually in need of some CBD materials and accessories and uh, products, we have a link at the top of the website. So I'm, I'm doing like a Chris Jericho now. This is how he directs people to do <laughs> stuff. You got to go to the Chris Jericho website, click on the Amazon link. But no, don't do that. Go to Brothers of Discussion, goddamn.com or bodpodcast.com. Mike, I can't hear you. I lost my earpiece. And at the top of the bar, you can get a link straight to CBD Medic, which is uh, our, our affiliate and... Uh, uh, merchant partner uh so you can get all of your cbd needs from cbd medic uh we have a buy uh to get one free deal that you can only get if you use the link at the top bar of our website so if you guys need uh, some some help sleeping need some help relaxing during these stressful times i i it was honestly uh from my perspective something i picked because i thought this is what people need right now so if you need that little extra discount uh, to help you get uh, your CBD 
items. I, 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 there's so many things on there. You can you check it out, cbdmedic.com, but also use the bar at the top of our uh, site and use the promo code BOD podcast bod podcast uh you know obviously yeah. bod spelled out my, uh, then... my girlfriend's mom actually uses it she oh has, fantastic uh, is she using yeah, she her has osteo, she has osteoporosis uh and it helps with the pain so it's actually uh, uh coming home uh the 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 benefits of this tell her about that link because i did oh perfect yeah. <laughs> all right uh with that mike let's start talking about what i what i'm talking the biggest uh... news of the year Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, let's jump into this huge news. Somebody finally took the belt off of Becky, and it was <laughs> Becky's baby. It was Seth Rollins' semen. Oh no! Talk about three months ago. Uh, <laughs> Becky Lynch is a mom. Uh, hey, this—I know that we're ruining it and sullying it, uh, but this was a beautiful moment on Monday Night Raw. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the way Becky came out and, you know, she definitely looked a little crestfallen, but, you know, it's a necessary evil to, to you know, give up that belt. It's got to be defended. And uh, I don't think they could have picked a better person to hand it off to um, as far as, you know, giving it to Asuka, who, um, my God, she's just been hitting home runs. Uh, basically, every time she's been on TV uh, with these crowdless environments, yeah, uh, she's been dancing. Her promos have been off the charts. Uh, she's been the most charismatic person in the company. Um, and Matt, I mean, she's basically won everything now. Uh, Raw Women's Champion, Raw Women's Championship, SmackDown, NXT, Tag Team. Uh, she won the Survivor Series. She won uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, she won Money in the Bank. She's got like she's got everything. Uh, but the most important thing was not just that it was a deserving person, you know, as far as Asuka being the one to, you know, take, take the belt from Becky. Yeah. I think that genuine emotion, uh, that they got to share together with Asuka's face kind of bugging out and, oh, congratulations. Then she comes and gives her that big hug. Um, as far as like the, like the acting chops goes and, you know, I think even dropping that, I think it was such an easy time to. Like, uh, just use the real real emotion of the moment. I, I think it was better with Asuka being in the ring. So whoever whoever had that idea to not just have Becky go out there and, you know, have a soliloquy, uh, that yeah. was good booking idea. Matt, uh, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I, I know I do... you just uh, you just made a baby, so. Yeah, I, for, for Becky, my thoughts are she's, she's heading into the most wonderful time of her life. Um, and you know i i think we're gonna talk more about seth rollins but her and seth are i guess i relate more to seth's situation uh i i'm not i didn't react the same way apparently seth rollins is Uh, (laughs) but uh you know i imagine uh seth probably did more of what i did when i when i heard that uh, my wife was pregnant and we god that was that was like a 5 45 in the morning wake up and like what what and then just running around the bedroom, making out yeah. and rolling around on the bed, and then going, "Oh, should we be rolling you around on the bed?" Um, but, Our bed's but, soft enough. Yeah, but yeah, that was that. Um, that day I'll remember for the rest of my life. And I know they're they're getting ready to to grab a lot more memories heading forward, and everything's starting to make sense of all the people bitching about Becky Lynch not defending her belt at Money in the Bank and. I just, you know, this is one of the reasons why I don't, 
I don't very often, except except when we know it's Brock Lesnar who's not, you know, like he's not taking time off to take care of children. He's, I, I mean, he yeah, I guess you could well, make that argument, but he could be taking care of baby cows. I know he doesn't have yeah. a farm, but it's like like Sami Zayn is is another one who who lost uh, his Intercontinental title, um, and and there's a lot of speculation about related? what's going is that on. Confirmed? Huh? Is that COVID related? I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Is like why? Let's just let's let it happen. I think they're gonna give they're gonna put Sammy back in the spotlight when he comes back. Um, I've heard mentions of um, Ramadan, but I don't oh. I don't know if that is. I don't know about that going on right now. Yeah, I just I saw it mentioned on Twitter. So that's that's I'm just saying hmm. the point of me bringing that up is we don't know exactly what's going on. But that, that's why, you know, you don't want to just start trashing Becky because she wasn't on TV or wasn't wrestling. Uh, because uh, <laughs> there's a f- fabulous and fantastic and uh, beautiful reason for it. Now, yeah. um, wish, you know, uh, obviously we all wish Becky all the best. I think it, uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's very few people out there who, who are going to come up with a, a different statement there. But, uh, Asuka, how about... Um, all of the bitching we've been doing in regards to her booking, and then you just went through that list of of accolades and uh, really things that have been it's a given to her. Resume. Yeah, yeah. Think, things that have been given to her by the writing team, by Vince McMahon, uh, by this company, and you know talks of her wanting to leave the company. I no, like uh, why? <laughs> like she's been given the world. Uh, now she's trusted to continue to carry the company after uh probably the most uh celebrated definitely the highest revenue generating uh female superstar that that the wwe has seen in a long time yeah. uh is gonna be is gonna be taken you know taken quite a few months off so it, it just you know it goes I it mean, goes uh well i just want to say it it should mean a lot to asuka that all right we're we're stepping away from this and you or who we're picking to take over. I, it's just that alone could be enough to to tell Asuka like you belong with this company, or at least they're doing enough to say they, you know, they care about you. But uh, everything else on top of that, it just yeah, for sure. Um, I I just uh... sometimes when the writing is really good, like it can be so good that it, it's subtle. So for Becky to kind of mumble about, you know, you're you're the one who actually beat me, Oscar, and it's it's true. And then just uh, you know, have why is Becky out there with the briefcase? And for her to open it, it was just these subtle little notes, um, where I don't think anyone left Monday Night Raw like everybody was super happy for Becky, but it also felt like this is super deserving for Oscar. So it just kind of felt like um, for both people, both parties, they hit a home run. Oscar still can be a heel, you know, her kind of heelish tendencies. Yeah. But she still got to display that genuine emotion because, you know, it's the man is having a fucking baby. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's one of those things where there's not a lot, there's nothing to complain about. Whoever put that whole segment together, um, they just did a really good job. So it's it's kind of fun when all this stuff kind of comes together. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm proud of uh, Bleacher Report not giving that segment an E like they've... <laughs> been doing recently <laughs> now they, they they gave it an a as a good job bleacher report that that definitely i mean that to me it was an a plus but i mean yeah. if you're gonna knock it down um because there's realism i don't know i don't know how well, that's not an a plus segment maybe because it no. doesn't move the story along or it's effortless but um 
whatever. But um, as far as like the writing team putting together like a, a cohesive, um, elongated entity, man, I thought that Money in the Bank match was an A plus. I mm-hmm. for them to like um, blend the women's and men's match together. Oh, that was um, genius. Kind of have those. They weren't really for me, but it just kind of helped break up the the monotony of, of what it could have been. You know, it's like, you know, the doinks and the, um, oh, God, what is his name? Uh, the preacher dude coming out uh, of the bathroom. Uh, we had Laurenitis out there. Mm. It's not that anybody was clamoring for those guys or was, oh, what a knee-slapping moment. But I think it was just, um, like, choreographed so perfectly that it helped, you know, kind of break up that tension. And there were serious moments there were funny moments there was uh aj couldn't get up because he couldn't lift uh <laughs> the barbell that otis had dropped on him and then you know aj gets that undertaker moment um and then of course there's a food fight um i man. yeah i did i did joke on twitter that oh thank god we got closure for aj styles and the undertaker which <laughs> all, all that i i, I was 100 percent kidding when i tweeted that out uh because that more or less just felt like a we're never gonna give you closure on this fuck you and just kept rolling so i'm god damn it um i mean unless the undertaker was in that room and he grabbed aj and slammed the door and we didn't see aj for the rest of the night that would have been that would have been amazing like to tell us like well the story is not done yet and the undertaker and aj but yeah uh, you know, I, we're here to say that Money in the Bank match was amazing, not to talk about the bad parts, but go ahead. No, but, uh, like, you bring up, um, you know, that door closing, and that's when, you know, WWE likes, you know, dropping those little hints. So, obviously, it doesn't look like AJ and Undertaker are done. Oh, I thought it match, meant but... the door, like, the door's closed on this one. I I don't know. Are they it, that smart? Because they dropped that, they also put, like, um... You know, like, AJ didn't bump into Baron Corbin at that time. He bumped into Alistair, who, you know, he was rumored to be tag-teaming with Undertaker at some point. Uh, that he's, you know, he gets to come up like the dead man out of that, um, you know, the prone crossed arm position yeah. to see the next Undertaker. I don't know. It's just those couple little nods that I, I don't, you know, WWE doesn't have a lot of accidents. Um, and I think that was definitely something that was planned there. Um, but, man... Uh, one one thing before we talk into the finish, uh, talk about the finish was uh, Vince McMahon with the big flex there. Hey, come out to my office. I want everyone to say I have a fucking dinosaur ball. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> fucking T Rex ball. God damn. <laughs> I know it got me down a whole rabbit hole. Like, how do you obtain a Tyrannosaurus skull? And then it took me down a rabbit hole where I. I found out that Leonardo DiCaprio and Nicolas Cage were in bidding wars for dinosaur bones. And then I found out that like a T-Rex skull is only like a million dollars. Yep. Only a million dollars for that. I mean, like like a mediocre, like a above average baseball player. I feel can like own a baseball skull. Base, you mean a A professional, not, not like a, you know, a baseball player skull down at the park. No, a, a professional above-average baseball player. Like, are there that many T-Rex skulls out there that that many people own them? I think like a million dollars. I'm I'm pretty sure the demand is just not high enough to bring that. that really, total the demands? I'm a T-Rex skull. I, yeah, but I it's outside of your price range. Now you don't. 
I would do a mortgage for that. You know, I'd, I'd no, you put wouldn't. a loan together. Are you kidding me? A fucking T-Rex? Can you they imagine priced, the flex? No, they priced you, you out. Do, you know how many subscribers we'd get if we had a T-Rex call in the back? Well, they gotta see it first. They gotta tune in. We're just gonna have to run ads that are just the big... You know, we should do... That's what I should have done. God damn it. T-Rex flex. Should have <laughs> done a T-Rex skull. I actually yeah. have a T-Rex behind me. That's what I should have done. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, but hey, let's... Uh, yeah, I keep on rolling. The finish. Um, Alistair Black and Rey Mysterio were murdered uh, <laughs> by Baron Corbin, who just casually threw both of them off the roof of a yeah. high-rise building. Um, I I really thought they could have used that with Alistair. I I thought Ray was gonna leave. There's rumors Ray's leaving WWE, so I was like, oh okay, see you later, Ray. Like he's dead now. Um, and then Alistair, I thought that would have been an opportunity to bring him into like this the dead man persona, or give him more of a, uh, you know, a supernatural yeah feel to his character instead of just, you know, he likes skulls. <laughs> um, but no, he, they, they both came back the next night. But I, I still love that they did that. At the time, when I watched it, like, before I knew how it was just going to be kind of thrown out the next night, yeah. when it happened, I was so excited, and I was like, oh, my God, two guys died tonight. Like, Baron Corbin should have to, like, go to jail. Um, like Vince should be in trouble. Like there were so many story opportunities, uh, wasted, yeah. but at the time I loved it. Yeah. I, uh, I loved, I, if anyone was going to commit a homicide, it was Baron Corbin. Uh, but man, the, the hijacking of the night was between, uh, was it AJ and Baron at the top of the ladder and they fumble the briefcase. Yep. And Otis, Matt, Otis is our Money in the Bank winner. Now, a quick question. Was Otis planned to be the winner? And in rehearsals... <laughs> Did AJ drop it? In re yeah. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, up? man. Not this idiot. Otis catches it, and they're just like, <laughs> oh, yeah! change the graphic! <laughs> um, was Otis planned to be the winner? And in rehearsal, they couldn't get a ladder. Like, are his arms too short? Was there not a ladder strong enough to withhold the girth of another man and Otis? Um, like, what? what's the thought here? Is it just he's not athletic enough to go up a ladder? Or his thighs, like, can he not get one leg around the other? And I'm, I've got huge fat thighs, so that's where this is coming from. Um, but um, yeah, like... Yeah, I mean, the episode where we talk about Vince with the T-Rex skulls, uh, I think Otis definitely has like really buff little T-Rex arms. So maybe it was kind of tough. Like maybe the camera didn't look good, you know, for him to kind of graze it with his fingertips kind of thing. Um, or is it just, is it just that they wanted it to look like an accident that Otis won? Yeah, that's, what's kind of puzzling, right? Cause it, that feeds into the Otis character that, you know, he comes out, he's a fat guy. He does the caterpillar. He's always, Oh yeah. And, and he, he's never talked to a woman before. That's kind of his storyline. <laughs> um, and then he just happens upon a briefcase that falls from the sky. Matt, I guess that brings me to my hot take question. On a scale of, I don't know if you want to say CM Punk, Edge, or Daniel Bryan, but 
I just I named one of those three guys because they were all like upper echelon. Yeah. They took the briefcase, they ran with it, and then they, you know, overcame the odds and defeated mega heavyweights to become champ. So on a scale of one of those gentlemen to Damian Sandow, how do you see this changing Otis's career? I can I can I pick a superstar? Absolutely. I think we're gonna get a Dolph Ziggler moment. I think we're going to get, we're going to have Otis hold on to that briefcase and he's going to be the Dolph Ziggler. Why? Because he's never getting another title, like another amazing title moment after this. And I, I love, obviously you and I love Otis to death, yeah. uh, but I can't imagine a world where Otis, like he's, he, I, we said this a while ago, like he, he's made for the, the Titus and uh the r-truth segments like he's he's a goofball and he he's he's good at telling those those goofy stories um i just i i can't imagine a world where he's becoming like the uh the cm punk uh where it catapults him into a world where he's the longest reigning wwe champion of all time um and i love otis but i think if i had to go is it going to be like a complete failure like damian sandow no but I think he is going to get his moment, and that's where I'm going to say, if we're if we're scaling it from Punk to Sandow, he's in the middle at Dolph Ziggler, where he gets to walk away with a career moment, but it's... And it is it is going to majorly change his career. I mean, think about a guy that's so far a career tag team, and now he's going to be a singles competitor. Uh, it's also affecting a whole other superstar that's on, <laughs> on the books in, uh, in Tucky. So uh, this this does have uh some major implications for for his career for tuckies uh for the tag division for uh heavyweights actually winning the title and moving forward but i mean put dozovich in the ring with brock lesnar and uh or roman reigns and do you see him walking out of there or is this just a way to build up you know give him the title now and forever you have an intercontinental and a u.s title uh contender yeah, which is I, good. It's good for I, Otis. I mean, like... It's disappointing, but good. If you look at, like... Um, that I'm, I hope it's not too too wildly off the charts here, but... By the way, like, wonderful gonna, question to put a scale of Sandow to You're gonna have to, to really... Um, man, if he becomes a champion... That means that they might be just saying goodbye to Tucky. And that what Otis is gonna be doing from now on is hanging out with Mandy, who obviously they value a lot they they don't want to give her like gold but she definitely gets a lot of microphone time she's uh visually there a lot um you know i think she might be aesthetically the best looking person on either roster <laughs> so if she's going to start managing otis and managing him to victory i don't know i think maybe they see that this is a product they can run with this is a product they can sell some shirts it's a it's a product that whew, i don't see it toppling braun or especially drew mcintyre at this time but you know if there's some shenanigans that can happen um and obviously if braun or mcintyre is going to lose you know it's just going to be a you know a hellacious slobber knocker and i can see after a defeat you know big mac or Braun, you know, pummeling the person who defeated them. And that's when our beloved Otis can swoop in and, you know, kind of get a cheapie. But I just don't want to see 
Mandy taking too much control in this relationship. Um, I feel like Tucky might be needed to get the win, especially to like make sure Otis is moving fast enough to get to the ring. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard to imagine too that situation where it actually does it does happen. I just uh, he's he's such a goofball. Like it's it was a stunning victory. Like. So first they, you know, they gave the women Asuka, like, she's silly right now, but she's, like, the most professional of all the women. Like, she's the best fighter, she's yep. the safest fighter, and then you give it to Otis, who, uh, you know, he wrestles safe when he does his, you know, his power moves, I never, like, wince or anything like that. I always feel like he takes care of his, um, you know, his dance partners, but... Outside of, I don't know, maybe Otis going with all black gear and maybe his ceilings like like a Kevin Owens type, it's it would be pretty shocking to see him hold the title. <laughs> then I, the guy he's going to defeat is not holding championship gold right now. Oh, I like uh, that. That uh, that makes a lot of sense. I I want to keep on rolling though, Mike, because I can see my uh, my baby girl starting to stir. So I, oh, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> let's give uh, this five seconds, man. Orton and uh, Edge are gonna have a wrestling match. Hot <laughs> tag. Uh, what does that do for you? Uh no, it's just great because Edge is gonna be fighting again. Um, I just thought it was funny that they said, you know, the way Orton puts it is like, oh yeah, well, how about this? We're gonna do a real wrestling match. <laughs> um, and what, like, how terrible would it be for Edge's return for him to go down? <laughs> In match number two uh, yeah. to Randy. But um, I, I'm excited. I, I can't not be excited because, again, it's it's another edge match um, with the announcements that crowds would be allowed in, in Florida and if they can book it so that we can get a reaction for edge. Uh, it's super selfish on my part, but uh, before finding silver linings and different things, again, Edge and Orton still going at it. Again, Florida making the dumb decision to allow people into spaces silver lining <laughs> all of those yeah. mixed together we get a reaction for an edge entrance um not, can i just say so like I, I understand it being florida because they're the dumbest state but mm -hmm. man, don't you wish it was like philly or chicago so we could get like a real reaction to some of these returns yeah. um but uh yeah i would watch edge in a in a you know like a thumb war match i, I don't care i just want to see edge on tv Matt. yeah um the other big news is drew mcintyre um and i would just sandwich these two things together um that he's gonna start feuding with baron corbin Good idea. I and love Matt, it. Yeah. What do you think of that finish with Rollins? Because I, I thought that that was an A plus from him. Uh, okay. So the match at Money in the Bank, I gave an yeah. A. I gave an A plus with um in parentheses. I think I might have done or like a dash. I did uh for for a non audience match. So we're talking quicker pace, uh less time focused around showing how, how how much pain you've endured or how much uh of a struggle this match is to get the win or to take the loss uh so for this this new type of storytelling in ring i gave it an a plus i i really enjoyed it and uh i i even watched it on mute so i missed even some of the banter going back and forth but i i unmuted to see what was going on when mcintyre uh approached rollins uh the handshake i thought was fantastic um i thought it was going to be i i love what they did with it i i thought that they were going to be flipping rollins back into a face uh but it looks like the result here is that 
and and this is this has been whenever I get really whiny and complainy on our show, it's yeah. because it feels like there's no real direction with the storytelling, and that they have meetings like. 10 minutes and it's a rushed meeting 10 minutes before Ross starts and they're like what's the opening segment uh McIntyre get out there like it's felt like that for a while uh but this felt like McIntyre is is doing the handshake to continue to sell himself as uh the super baby face and then Rollins takes it and it it results in this like guy who's uh, and I hope they do this but guy who's struggling to figure out like what's my life gonna be when I have a kid and um and, and they haven't made that a point yet i'm just saying it would be great if that did become part of it uh but then of course he's mutilating uh ray mysterio on on uh live tv uh because he's just so like lost in who am i i thought i was i thought i was leading this brand i thought i was a messiah uh but i can't i can't win i can't find a victory so you know um he shakes his hand. He shakes Drew McIntyre's hand because he's, you know, what? what's he going to do? He he lost again. Um, but then, to, you know, that next night to have it kind of continue, that same lost look in his eyes uh, and then mutilating Rey Mysterio, which now it looks like maybe that's his sayonara to, uh, to the WWE. But anyway, um, yeah. loaded oh, question. Uh, how did I how did I feel? Uh, I loved it. I love the match. I love what they're doing with Seth Rollins. And I love that Baron Corbin is on his way. Uh, to lose to Drew McIntyre before SummerSlam. Yeah, um, I, I just, again, you know, not since, uh, I, I, I don't even feel bad about this comparison. When when Stone Cold got screwed by, you know, w, WCW, and then he, you know, he came over to WWF, and he was just, and you're like, oh my God, that guy's really pissed off. And then he'd do these segments where he's supposed to be pissed off, and it just really worked because he's genuinely pissed off. That's how I feel watching Drew be the champion. Like, it's goddamn time for me to be champion. This goddamn what is supposed to be right here. And he just, he's got the perfect expression. There's no acting. It's like, I should be the goddamn main event. I should be winning these matches. And I'm not even a total dick about it. I'll still shake your hand after. Because all I wanted was to be champion. And to shake your hand for a good contest. It's just like, this is what our world champion's supposed to look like. If you're upset with Drew McIntyre, just fucking stop watching wrestling. This is exactly what it's supposed to be. This guy's knocking it out of the park. He looks great with Andrade. He looked great with the rest of... I almost called him AAA Wrestling because he got Austin Theory, Angel Garza, Andrade. Uh, I don't know who did that. That was like a... Yeah. Just a nod to AAA. Uh, Mike, I'm going to have to make a request that we jump into our Wednesday Night Wars because... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Again, I got to run and get baby girl. Um... All right, so I I think we both watched AEW. I just finished watching NXT on uh, on my DVR, so um, or my DVR on demand. What the hell am I? What am I? <laughs> fucking old man. My DVR. Hey, you don't need to DVR things anymore. Hey, um, give us uh, moment number three from All Elite Wrestling. All right, uh, number three. I oh God. Um, I I'm gonna go. All right, uh, it's so. God damn it. It's so hard to pick. All right, number three, I'm going to go with Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega going over uh, Santana and Ortiz. I, yeah. I, I love that match. Uh, it was... 
that again like i i think i got into a, a quick argument on on twitter about enjoying like when these wrestlers are having fun and i was trying to make some arguments about the money in the bank and how it's you know like the, these guys were excited to do that uh this looks like Santana and ortiz and uh matt and kenny omega were just having a blast in the ring and this um it, I, I guess it, it escalated but uh the inner circle versus the elite is nowhere near being done and uh we'll, we'll i'll talk about that in a minute but this is this is a great opportunity to continue that story and to put kenny omega in another you know premier tag match and i thought this was an amazing stat i like how they throw out stats on aew the second tag match for santana and ortiz uh this year but uh yeah if there if there's any match i i encourage you to go back and watch uh, i i'd i'd pick that tag match because there are a lot of squashes um god it's so hard to pick like a top three moment because uh i think i think what i'm gonna miss on this mike is brody and moxley going at it at the end of the night because i did hate brody struggling so much against christopher daniels and then uh mjf uh, even though he had a, a fantastic segment and he's challenging Marco Stunt next week, you know, just classic heel stuff going against the smallest guy in the company. Um, it's still, you know, there's there's so many other great things that happen in this uh, in this episode. Um, so I have to like nitpick at MJF getting a squash win and uh, Brody getting a squash win so that they don't make it into my top three. But I still love those segments. Number three. Hardy, Omega over Santana and Ortiz. Mike, you're number three. Well, uh, I think we give NXT a lot of grief for um, not being super fun. Uh, they, uh, they uh, you know, they're, they're, they try to just pack, uh, you know, 90 minutes of wrestling, you know, sandwiched with some commercials. And uh, yep. they actually took some time to have a little fun here with uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, um, that was great. They had Adam Cole and uh, Kyle O'Reilly check in on Zoom. And then, oh, there's Bobby Fish. And then, yep, it's the original Undisputed Era. Yep, it's <laughs> the three original guys. Oh, there's Roddy Strong. Hey! You know, it's <laughs> kind of cute to see that. Um, and for you know, all that, the... to me, I thought that would have been a great opportunity to start showing that, you know, maybe Roddy's headed out or something like that. Like, have them do, like, a good old boy's um and then roddy shows up and they're like oh roddy's here awesome <laughs> well it's kind of funny that they all like all right let's vote who's gonna fight dexter loomis one two three roddy strong hey and it was you know unanimous um <laughs> so i think that might tie into like the ogs don't have to fight but somehow they all voted for roddy to go do it uh so i think that they're very aware of that that he's the new guy and i think they like dropping those just just yeah. Just a little just a little figment for you to think about, something to chew on for later. But um I, you know, they're doing so well together and I don't want Roddy to get lost in the shuffle. So and neither do you. Uh, you know, we love seeing him in that um that faction there. So uh that was fun. Um the only other thing I would say is like to kind of tie for third was the uh um Karrion Cross had a another really good promo um uh, where they're they're doing these kind of dark shadowy angles um they have uh scarlet bordeaux who's now just goes by scarlet um just kind of looking up at the camera and you're like "Ooh!" like you get chills but also you feel blood rushing to places of your body like it's pretty really exciting stuff man uh, so the promo work was was pretty good this week on nxt matt 
Moment number two for A-Dub. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Lance Archer and uh, Jake the Snake kicking off AEW. Not, not Jim Ross saying all women dislike each other? <laughs> God damn. He's got to go. <laughs> Jesus. I know. Christ. You talk about um, the yin and yang for uh, you know Jerry the King Lawler. Holy oh shit. My God. Anyway. Yeah, they were a perfect pair now that we think about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, Co- Cody rolling in on his truck to, to take out Lance Archer. Um, and, and Jake the Snake handling you know what he did last week and um kind of talking about it like i'm not gonna apologize for that that's just you know it, it kind of felt like a statement to cody and a statement to to people freaking out about it on twitter um i i that that segment started out fantastic and then having cody roll in um and uh this this does this definitely told me that i had a, a bad uh what do i want to say like the wrong idea of lance archer because i thought he would look really dominant over Cody, but this told me because because Jake pulled uh, pulled Lance away. Uh, this this told me that this is going to be a more even bout. But I I I think they're really selling this as like pure evil and and good, and uh, I think evil is going to win. And I, I just love when they tell that story and it, and and you're really starting to see Cody like kick back. And obviously, who wouldn't? Uh, based on what happened to Brandy last week, but. Um, yeah, I, I, there's, there's no way. I don't know. The, the deeper they get into telling the Lance Archer story and the more evil they look, I, I just, there's no way Cody's winning. I think Lance has to win and Cody has to go down. Even though that's, you know, the bad new guy comes in and gets a win over a big guy. I, I, I don't know. It kind of killed TNA because they kept doing that when they were bringing in new guys and then they would try to get them over and then they're old guys would just look worse and worse and worse um so it's not a winning formula but i do think lance is one of the guys to pick to go over here um but yeah uh i i do damn it um maybe we shouldn't pick nap times anymore uh no but you're number two mike for nxt number two um we're gonna do imperium taking the nxt tag team oh god yes uh i love that match (sighs) yeah marcel and fabian uh it's it's not like this is anything new for them um, all they do is put on stellar performances. Yep. Uh, Marcel with the yeah, uh, Fabian or, with or his... as I I like to put it, Marcel and Bartel. <laughs> no. no, we save that for Danny and Oni and Lord. Oh, and I I do it every which way. <laughs> I do it for both. Uh, Fabian is one of my favorite guys. Who uh, he's like super compound. Like it's like it's almost like if Taz could be a high flyer. Like that's that's mm. what he looks like to me um so I, I think the belts are in the right spot they're on an actual tag team uh you know not not just a couple of dudes who are slapped right. together haphazardly um i think the breaking up of thatcher uh, thatcher and uh king of bros was a little a little soft but i think this was you know mostly just a segment to let's move let's get a real tag team involved and then like we want to build thatcher who if you squint, it's kind of like, is that John Moxley? Uh, they they look identical to me, so I think they're going to start building him up in uh, like a little bit of a solo run here. And who better than to go, you know, face to face with than the King of Bros, Matt Riddle? Matt, number one moment on AEW. What do you got for us, Mike? It's it's combined. It was so emotional. Um, uh, it, it starts with Chris Jericho taking down Pineapple Pete. Uh, nothing like hearing Chris Jericho yell that a thousand times. Um, 
<laughs> just he he's made uh for the like the the N ring like him uh, I'm sure if we saw more of Kevin Owens that would be a great you know uh, I don't know why we see so little of Kevin Owens but um there's there's names that come to mind where during the match it just works perfectly I've been critical of Chris Jericho's promos uh without an audience but in the middle of the ring where he's just throwing out those snarky little comments he's perfect um now, uh, the, the, the sad part is the, um, the death of Vanguard one uh, and the, uh, I just, I think I like this segment for what happened on Twitter afterwards was, um, uh, so this is obviously pre-recorded because Matt Hardy had a ton of photo shoot, uh, photos of him saying goodbye to Vanguard one and being sad and dealing with his loss. Uh, it, it sold, I guess they might be trying to sell like that, um, the paranormal side of and again paranormal is not like oh it, it's just above the normal uh right. so it can still fit with matt hardy and his crazy characters um but his his paranormal side of his character is that he's immediately tweeting out the loss of of vanguard one and how sad he is instead of treating it like he's got to go back to the locker room or anything like that but all of that combined and of course this this continues the uh the storyline of the elite versus uh the inner circle yeah it does, um, I guess, I guess we know what's going on with the AEW championship. So this, this makes sense to have these two huge factions going at it. And it, it, it's good now that they got that championship away so that these factions can just duke it out. Um, it did feel, I don't know. I guess we got to wait and see how everything pans out. Cause I, I think this was good that now it's just about these two factions duking it out. Um, but I do yeah. miss that aspect of a title being involved because uh, it, it kind of takes away from some of the strength of the inner circle. Uh, but, you know, uh, th- we'll, we'll see how this goes. I, I just, I, I love this segment so much. And it was tough. Like, you could go either way with this segment or the Cody segment. Um, and like I said, I, what I left off now that I'm looking at my notes here, I mean, I didn't even bring up Jurassic Express versus the best friends and watching Orange Cassidy get his head kicked off. Oh, God. I, that was I just, awful. This whole episode of AEW. He's beautifully executed, but yeah. my beloved Orange Cassidy, he got annihilated. <laughs> and, and like, even ending the show with Brody on a squash and then Moxley, uh, or what should have been a squash. I'm sorry. That's what I didn't like about it. Um, I, and, and Christopher Daniels is not one on my book to, like, put in five-star matches and probably I mean, he, get... he put up he put up like uh like he looked like william regal out there he looked he looked good yeah he's solid uh and he's been around for a while i yeah i know what you mean you don't want to see brody lee look uh beatable this early All right yeah um i hear you but yeah i like i said i think enter even my top three are interchangeable but i'm going with with this being number one because you get to interact with it online with with matt hardy and i think that's an element that they need to take advantage of more now that uh these shows are continuing to be pre-recorded but mike you're number one for nxt yeah um kind of like what you did with the inner circle um you know they had, they had multiple segments i i gotta say timothy thatcher and and matt riddle um like the bill it was it was you know it was funny for these empty arena shows it was a lot uh, like uh like going to a bingo hall and watching like a a a low-grade wrestling show where whatever happened in the beginning you know it was part of the beginning of that story and then we saw a little bit in the middle where riddle and thatcher would call each other out and beat each other up in the locker room and we got a payoff match at the end of the show uh so like successful successful like um self-contained 
wrestling promotions. They get you interested. They get you vested to stay till the end and see the big payoff. I thought they did this, and then they still made it. So you want to see what happens next week? Because while Riddle got you know kind of a roll up uh, win, uh, Thatcher essentially you know it was snapping his arm. Uh, so you know Thatcher arguably still looked you know dominant. Yeah. Um, so it looks like you're able to you know build Imperium, you know because they defeated the two of them to become champions. Um, you're able to, you know, prop up Riddle because he won again. And you still get to prop up Thatcher uh, because he was able to break, you know, Matt Riddle. So it's it's just uh, if if you don't have the entire roster at your disposal and you got to, you know, do what you can, um, you know, these three guys dominated the sh- – these two guys dominated the show. And I think they helped, you know, the trajectory of three different wrestling entities. So it was yeah, – We got, was we got the best – Best line of the night came from Matt Riddle, too. I just want to throw that in there when he was video chatting with William Regal, and he said, I can't thank you again. Thank you again. <laughs> he was supposed to say, I can't thank you enough. Thank you enough, yeah. But uh, I love that the show's pre-recorded, and they still kept that in there. Um, just, oh, God. Should we do another take? Nah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Um, I it's it's probably tough with the Thatcher beating coming right after that, but oh man, that was hilarious. Um, all right, so overall winner, I'm picking AEW again now that I have watched both shows, but I I do like um everything that you said about NXT doing a better job. Like keep keep somebody interested in the show by doing a storyline that actually has a beginning, middle, and end in one episode, which is pretty nice. Um, and yeah. they, they are doing, they're, they're trying some different stuff. Love the zoom conversation with undisputed era. Um, they are trying different stuff with like Gargano <laughs> hated that segment. Uh, but at least they're trying something different. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for AEW, I think it's just more of the same. And, uh, for most of their show, they're in front of the hard camera. Uh, so they're not, you know, they're not taking too many liberties on, on like, um, location and things like that and it's still right. it's still the easily the better show for me um all right mike any final words before i tell everybody where to find us um if only that i really enjoyed the first episode of the last ride that undertaker documentary but um like they gave us that teaser like a month ago of what was to come and it felt like this one kind of rehashed a lot was a lot of what was um uh, uh previewed in that one so I feel like we got to wait till episode two, three, four, and five to kind of, you know, get some more, um, you know, intimate, in-depth information about Mark Calloway. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're setting the stage for, you know, how let down he was in himself, uh, how angry he was in himself at his performance against Roman Reigns and how badly he wanted to, you know, get back to the ring and, you know, show that that wasn't, that wasn't his last, you know, hurrah that he's, he's got more left in the tank, but, uh, yeah, like uh, like seeing you know Mark behind the scenes and yeah, definitely. I, Stone I gotta, Cold just man, he won't touch some bitch. I tell you what, just, I, I hey, definitely got to check that out. Um, but if you want to check out the rest of Brothers Discussion stuff, go to bodpodcast.com, brothersdiscussion.com. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. We now have our show weekly on YouTube. Uh, you can go to Anchor and find all of our shows. It's Anchor.fm/slash Brothers uh, Brothers of Discussion. Run Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher. We needed some Stitcher Premium stuff soon. Uh, we uh, go on uh, IGTV every week. So everywhere you can find 
uh, content. That's where the Brothers of Discussion are. Start at BODpodcast.com. Continue with at BODpodcast on Twitter, at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. And uh, one last plug, if you are looking for some CBD products, go to BODpodcast.com. Click on the uh, bar right at the top of the screen, and you will be taken right to CBDmedic.com, where you can get a buy two, get one free for your CBD products. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and have a good one. Oh, yeah!